I would like to give thanks to the ancestors, known and unknown, those who have paved the way for us to survive this moment of time and to have a reference point to use as a blueprint to deal with these hellish times we are living in. I would also like to give honor and reverence to the woman of the universe for your superior work, for bringing forth the spiritual information through the triple stage of darkness of your womb and giving birth to God. We would like to give reverence to the universe and praises to the indigenous. My name is Raheem Shabazz and this is Necessary Blackness Podcast. Peace and Black family, this is Raheem Shabazz with Necessary Blackness Podcast. Today, we're going to discuss getting your financial house in order. And we have Ebony G. And we're going to discuss what you need to do to prepare for death and incapacitation. Who you want to make the decisions. And we're going to discuss four key elements as well as understanding legal and financial products. My name is Raheem Shabazz, and I'm sitting here live with Ebony G. How you doing, sister? I am doing well, and I just want to thank you for having me on your show today. I think this issue is of optimal importance, and I really want to be able to assist our families in being prepared in the event that they can't speak for themselves. So thank you for having me. And it is my pleasure as well to be able to join you in your presence once again. And for those who don't know, Ebony has a show on WAEC Love 860 AM. I was privileged to be a guest on her show where we talked about elementary genocide documentary and the crowdfunding initiative that we currently got going on. So family, I want you to join us as we get down to business and we're going to waste no time. We're going to get right into it. So Ebony, tell me, why is it important to have your financial house in order and what does one have to do in order to make that happen? Again, thank you for having me here. So it is important for us to have our financial house in order because in the event that a tragic occurrence happens in our life, and let me tell you something, in this past week, I just lost three friends as well. I had my own medical issue in this past week and it shook me because I knew not only, well, I realized not only were their financial houses not in order, neither is mine. And so this is not something that's unfamiliar to me. I've always been working on this and I've always been pretty astute in keeping things in order. However, we all, the common denominator is we all had children and none of us are prepared for the eventuality that one day we will not be able to speak to what we want for our children and for our best interests. And that's why it's important for me today to bring this to the surface. First and foremost, there are four key elements that we should all have Every household, every adult individual should have these four key elements. One is an advanced directive and durable financial attorney, excuse me, durable power of attorney for healthcare. One is a will. The other is a trust. And the other is a financial power of attorney. We should have those four elements to be able to make sure that our wishes for our family and our possessions and the things we work so hard to attain transfer over to our children without probate, without long legal cases, without 
any issues. As you can see, we have a lot to discuss, but before we get into a deep discussion, we're going to take a quick commercial break. But before we take that break, I want to say this to you, family. Many of us have good work ethics, but we lack discipline when it comes to our finances. So when we come back, we're going to talk about wills and the necessity of it, as well as trust, as well as life insurance. So stay tuned. We'll be right back. My name is Raheem Shabazz, and I'm sitting here with Ebony G, and this is Necessary Blackness Podcast. Necessary Blackness Podcast, every Wednesday at 6 p.m. with award-winning journalist and filmmaker Raheem Shabazz. This podcast is only for those who are unapologetic because the mind of the conscious man or woman recognizes no monopoly on truth. Truth is relative and always to be sought. Hey, Atlanta, have you heard? True Laundry Detergent is now offering free shipping in the Atlanta area. Just text the word TRUE to 404-493-0523 or give us a call. That's 404-493-0523. True Detergent is four times concentrated and perfect for those HE washers. Just one ounce removes dirt, brightens fabrics, and leaves each load with a clean, fresh scent. Best of all, True contains no animal products, and it's safe for sensitive skin. Follow us on social media, True Detergent ATL. Award-winning producer Raheem Shabazz continues the Elementary Genocide documentary series with the School to Prison Pipeline. That film exposes the social engineering done to African-American children in the school system. And his other film, Elementary Genocide 2, The Board of Education versus The Board of Incarceration, takes an even deeper look at the history of the American school system and how it was made to justify subjugating black Americans. These films are on track to be the most discussed films in black America. These films feature people like Dr. Boyce Watkins, Dr. Francis Kretz Welsing, and many, many more. The documentary is available right now at elementarygenocide.com. That's elementarygenocide.com. Get your haircut with the latest styles today at Man Cave Barber and Beauty Salon. We're located in the city of Marietta at 903 Roswell Street. Ask for Robbie. Robbie's our general manager of our barbershop. Again, that's Man Cave Barber and Beauty Salon, 903 Roswell Street in the beautiful city of Marietta, Georgia, where you can get all the latest cuts and styles, you know, so you can be looking fresh to death. Man Cave Barber and Beauty Salon. The creators of Elementary Genocide Part 1, The School to Prison Pipeline, and Part 2, The Board of Education versus The Board of Incarceration, present the third installment, Academic Holocaust. Each film produced, directed, and personally funded by writer Raheem Shabazz. Hollywood Chronicles says the documentary Elementary Genocide turns a critical eye towards the dehumanizing educational environment that criminalizes black and brown youth by funneling them from schools to prisons. As the third installment to the critically acclaimed series nears completion, we're looking to our legion of supporters to help us reach the finish line by making a donation today. If you've learned anything, shared any content, or have received any value from the Elementary Genocide brand, you're going to love Elementary Genocide 3, featuring the likes of Kaba Kemi, David Banner, Shahad Razad Ali, Michael M. Hotep, and Professor James Small. 
to help spread this important message to the masses, visit elementarygenocide.com or search Elementary Genocide 3 on Indiegogo.com and make your contribution today. That's elementarygenocide.com or Indiegogo.com. If you're unable to donate, please share our cause with your family and friends. Peace and love, black family. We are back with Ebony, and we will continue our discussion. For those that are just joining us, we are talking about wills and the necessity of needing it, as well as trust, as well as life insurance, and a whole bunch of other stuff. So, Ebony, why is having a will important? And what is the reason one should create a living trust? Well, having a will is important because without a will, you take a risk on your money, your house, your car, your other material items, as well as your children, and you leave them in limbo. So basically, the long and short of it is a will is a document that tells legal authorities what should happen to your possessions when you die. It can be any length. And in most states, it has to be witnessed by others who agree that you have the mental capacity to make your own choices. If you have minor children, it will designate and let people know who you want to be their legal guardian and with whom your children should live. Sometimes it can be, it can designate their financial guardian and, you know, the person that you think would make the adequate decisions on how to distribute your funds appropriately throughout the life of your children especially throughout their minor years. And even so, when they reach a legal age, because, I mean, we understand that even though our children have attained a legal age as an adult, oftentimes they still need our guidance. And so it's important that you entrust that responsibility to somebody who will effectuate that which you decide for your children and what would be in their best interest. And keep in mind, after you die, a will must be verified in probate court which is the court of law that is specifically designated to deal with wills, estates, and all of your financial assets. You see, family, she's dropping jewels. She's giving us information that is very, very important and is vital to us as a community, as a family, because what we have to do is we have to solidify what our legacy is going to be. We have to pass down our inheritance to our children. So you gave us the good side of everything. When we have the will, we have the trust, and we have everything in order. Now, I know throughout your life, you probably done seen us witness some horror stories. Can you just give us a cautionary tale by telling us something that happened with someone else or something that you had heard of where people didn't have their financial house in order. You're 100% right. So the sad part of that, having your your stuff in order is super important. But the downside to not having your things in order is that we all know our family. We all know those that we love. And you may or may not agree and have a common mentality with, you know, your friends, your sisters, your cousins, whoever. But we also know that there are some people that we don't want speaking on our behalf. And we don't feel like they're equipped, if nothing else, to handle their own situations, much less ours. Those are the people who will step up the loudest to say what happens to your children and everything you've worked hard for. Now ask yourself, is that who you want determining what goes on with your children? I have seen 
unbelievable horror stories. And really and truly, the saddest part of it all is that it's all predicated on one common denominator. More often than not, it's predicated on their love for that person who's gone. But reality lies in perception. And so how people express that love and how people express what they think your wishes are don't necessarily line up with what your wishes are. I've seen families fall out and utter turmoil ensue. And you don't want that to happen. It's full of raw emotion, especially if it was a sudden incident. Incident. It's full of raw emotion. It's volatile. People are mourning and they can't even effectively mourn because they're trying to make decisions. You don't want to put your family through that unnecessarily. And I think it's so important that we don't get to that point, that we just do and take the necessary steps to be able to make sure that that doesn't occur. It's Trust me, it's not a nice thing to witness or be a part of, and you don't want that to happen to your family. So these are simple tools that you can utilize. And listen, I don't profess to be any type of financial guru. These are just the things that I know from day-to-day life that are effective and prevent all of these other things to occur in a time where no one is really thinking clearly. All right. At the beginning of the interview, you spoke about uh, these four keys and the four key things of having your financial house in order. Can you give us those four key things that everyone should have, should know, and should cherish? Absolutely. So those four key things that every person, household, and family should have are advanced directives and durable power of attorney for health care. Two, irrevocable trust. Three, your will. And four, your financial power of attorney. So for case in point, your advanced directive for health care, what this does is it has four key elements to it. Part one designates who you want to be your health care agent. And that's the part where you choose someone to decide you know, what decisions you want made for you when you cannot decide for yourself. So let's say you're incapacitated and you don't have the ability to speak or move about as you normally would. This person is called your healthcare agent. They will determine, you know, some people decide if I'm too physically impaired, I don't want to be resuscitated in the event, you know, I go into cardiac arrest or some type of traumatic additional experience. And that person can step in and say to the doctors, listen, let's put a do not resuscitate on her. She does not want to be resuscitated in the event she's incapacitated because some people want cherish a a quality of life over, you know, just being alive and hooked up to machines. Um, Part two is your treatment preferences. So this will tell this, your healthcare agent will tell your doctors what you want to be treated, how you want to be treated. If you are so incapacitated that you're, let's say, a vegetable, some people say, leave me hooked up to that machine till kingdom come. Other people may say, hey, if I'm hooked up to a machine for a week and I show no signs of life, let me go. And so this is what this treatment preface thing will do. Part three is the guardianship. And this is the part that allows you to nominate a person to be your guardian over what all your decisions and healthcare needs are. And part four is the effectiveness and the signatures. This is the part where you, the person that you designate as your healthcare agent signs, where you have it witnessed and all of those things necessary to affect this and make it a legal binding document and agreement. And so those are, that's the first of the four essential things that anyone needs. The second of which is irrevocable trust. 
And basically a trust is a living arrangement in which one person, one or more people manage and take care of your property for someone else's benefit. So this would be, they are administrating your family, your, excuse me, your children, your house, your car, all of your material goods and finances for the benefit of your children. Um, that trust is a trust that can be created during your lifetime and takes effect as soon as you create it. Or there are other type of trusts that don't go into effect until you're dead. It allows you to have an expeditious transfer of property from your name to the name of your beneficiaries, and you get to escape that entire probate process. And the probate process can be very detrimental to your children inheriting everything that you've worked hard for and left for them because there are immense fees attached to administrating your will and the things that you leave behind. A will must go through probate. A trust escapes probate. So you need to need to definitely speak to an attorney or a financial planner and get that done. Um, the third of which, like I was saying before, is your will. Your will has to go through probate. It has to go to court. The judge has to oversee, ensure that you are of sound mind and body when this document went into effect. Um, it, that he will then decide if he can complete your request for who oversees your children and how your finances will be dis, you know, dispersed. And the last of which is a financial power of attorney, which gives one specific person the power and the duty to administrate all of your financial needs and assets. And trust me, you want to select someone that you know in their own lives have handled their own finances accordingly. If you know you have a friend, it doesn't have to be a family member. It could be a friend. It could be a trusted, you know, advisor that you know is super responsible with their items. Designate that person. And I also would add to those four essential elements, you should have a family spokesperson. In the event you're not able to speak or convey what you want, designate someone who's articulate, intelligent, is like-minded to speak on behalf of your family. Because in times like this, everybody wants to be heard and everybody wants to have their say. And those things don't necessarily gel with what your wishes would have been. So do this work ahead of time to prevent the heartbreak after the fact. Wow, that was a lot. I'm going to have to be honest. I don't have a trust. I don't have a will. But what I do have is life insurance. Um I'm getting into different policies, whether it's long-term, whole policies, and different things like that. In fact, I'm about to uh, switch my policy based on recommendations other people have been telling me where um, I'm paying so much money that I should be able to pull money out of it. Um, can you tell us a little bit about the different life insurance policies and what's the best one, whether it's whole life, short term, or different things like that. And why it's important for us to have it instead of waiting until one of our relatives is deceased and then we got to go set up a GoFundMe account. Absolutely. So I, I have said this time and time again, GoFundMe is not a life insurance policy. In the event sudden 
we know everyone won't be able to access information, resources, and, you know, things to sustain their life. And what we're trying to do is close that gap. So first and foremost, insurance is the one thing that separates us from other nationalities and cultures. We do not allow the continuous transfer of wealth from our present generation to our future generations because we do not have enough life insurance products. Life insurance is so essential that it allows for us to continue the quality and standard of life that we provided for our children while we were here after our death. It's, it's that simple. It truly is that simple. It allows our children to not have to start at zero for every generation. And in fact, we don't just start at zero. Our children start at a deficit. They start negative. And we don't want to do that to our children. We need to have an adequate and simple transfer of wealth so that our children can continue their lifestyle. You want your every generation to be better off than the previous generation. And my mother stressed the importance of that. My mother always stressed the importance of making sure you leave something behind for your kids and that they are the ones who benefit. Because all too often, if we don't have wills, insurance, and things like that, the state determines what happens to your stuff. And we all know the state ain't on our side. So make sure you have insurance. Now, the type of insurance that we need to have and the one that would be best for our needs would be whole insurance, whole life insurance. It allows you to build equity in your policy and pull from that equity to be able to buy a home, to do things that you need to do, pay for your children's college education, things like that. It also will allow your children to have money once that policy matures to be able to do things they want to do. And those are better quality products. Now I will say get insurance at any cost. You know, everybody won't have the financial uh, consultation from an attorney to be able to tell them which product suits them better. If you don't have all of that, they are inserts that come in the mail and they're in the coupon guide, Globe Life. I forget the next one. I think it's Gerber Life and they offer small policies. I would challenge you to get that. And that is better than nothing because the suddenness of death comes and knocks on your door when you least expect it. You want to be prepared. There's nothing worse than having your person lay in a morgue because you can't put them at rest. And another thing I would like to also tell people is we have got to get out of this antiquated belief that dumping all this money into a funeral is the way to go. Anything that I've worked hard for in my life and any sacrifices that I've made while I was alive to make life better for my children, I do not want them to take that lump sum and give it to a stranger to pour money into, a, into dirt, into a hole. I don't need to have this big, expansive, expensive funeral. Once we have departed this earth, my soul lingers on and my spirit does, but my flesh house is gone. I've already made my children know, cremate me. You know, when I was little, we used to get all uneasy when my mother used to say, when I die, put me in a pine box. I used to be so devastated. Like we didn't want to talk about that. As black people, this is a subject we do not want to talk about and embrace. Yet it is a subject that knocks on our door with the frequency of, you know, the man coming to collect the rent. I mean, really, it's something that we can't avoid. It's inevitable. We all have a birth date and an expiration date. So it does us no good to act like it doesn't exist and to avoid it. My kids know the only thing that I want them to spend money on are three beautiful small urns, cremate me, each one of them divide my ashes, take me with you as long as you'll have me, and when it, it is no longer bearable for you, spread my ashes in the wind. But I don't need to pour 
And I don't want my children to pour twenty, thirty, forty thousand dollars into a dirt hole. I mean, for God's sake, if someone walked up to us and said, go inside that field, there's $30,000 in a hole, here's a shovel, you and me dig until the day, like, till the sun comes up. So why would you give your children insurance money, your trust, all of your financial assets, and, and have them give it away to someone they've never met before and won't see after your funeral is over? I just, I, I really don't advise it. We have to stop, you know, making these monuments to dead flesh. We really do. You heard it right here first. This is Necessary Blackness Podcast, and I'm your host, Raheem Shabazz, and we have our special guest in the studio with us, Ebony. And she just told us the importance about having your financial house in order. She also informed us the necessity of having certain policies now we're gonna go to a quick we're gonna go to a quick commercial break and when we come back I'm gonna play a brief clip of a funeral director that tells you why having an elaborate funeral is a scam. Stay tuned for that. My name is Raheem Shabazz. This is Necessary Blackness Podcast. Hey Atlanta, have you heard? True Laundry Detergent is now offering free shipping in the Atlanta area. Just text the word TRUE to 404-493-0523 or give us a call. That's 404-493-0523. True Detergent is four times concentrated and perfect for those HE washers. Just one ounce removes dirt, brightens fabrics, and leaves each load with a clean, fresh scent. Best of all, True contains no animal products, and it's safe for sensitive skin. Follow us on social media, True Detergent ATL. Necessary Blackness Podcast, every Wednesday at 6 p.m. with award-winning journalist and filmmaker Raheem Shabazz. This podcast is only for those who are unapologetic because the mind of the conscious man or woman recognizes no monopoly on truth. Truth is relative and always to be sought. For the latest in urban gear, come to Franchise Clothing. We're at 901 Roswell Street, Marietta, Georgia, 30060. Again, for the latest hip-hop, urban, and streetwear, come to Franchise Clothing, 901 Roswell Street in Marietta, Georgia. Ask for Sheen Wei, and she will help serve your needs. We have everything from Nike, Adidas, Prada. We have purses. Everything that you're looking for as far as urban and hip-hop apparel. Again, that's Franchise Clothing, 901 Roswell Street, Marietta, Georgia. Award-winning producer Raheem Shabazz continues the Elementary Genocide documentary series with the School to Prison Pipeline. That film exposes the social engineering done to African-American children in the school system. And his other film, Elementary Genocide 2, The Board of Education versus the Board of Incarceration, takes an even deeper look at the history of the American school system and how it was made to justify subjugating black Americans. These films are on track to be the most discussed films in black America. These films feature people like Dr. Boyce Watkins, Dr. Francis Kretz Welsing, and many, many more. The documentary is available right now at elementarygenocide.com. That's elementarygenocide.com. I spent a significant part of my life working as a family service counselor in a funeral home. I have seen every aspect of the funeral business. I know it like the back of my hand. 
okay, from scraping up your brains off the street, putting them in a bag, taking you to the corner. Once the corner give me the call, I can come pick you up. I come pick you up, clean you up, call my man in the embalm you. I dress you up, put you in the casket, service. To the cemetery we go, burial, cover, flowers, hug your mama. That was my job. Now, let me tell you something. I was trained specifically. I was trained specifically to find out how much money you had to spend and to spend it all for you because I collected a 30% commission. So, if you had $20,000 funeral policy, insurance policy, it was my job to try to get you to spend $20,000. Okay? So if they taught me to do this, then I'm thinking they taught everybody to do the shit. Now, I had a hard time with this after I had made some money because I say, man, this lady's husband just died and I just spent $15,000 on this funeral and she can't pay her mortgage next month. See, because that's what insurance is for, to help the surviving members keep on going after that family member is gone. Now, with GoFundMe, that's different because that's not insurance. That's asking for help. But the bottom line to this situation is, y'all, funerals are a waste of money. Hear me and hear me well. There's no such thing as an airtight casket. I have put people in the ground. A year later, the family's moving to another state. They want to take that family member with them. I make it a point to tell them they cannot be present when we exhume the body. The reason for that is, is because that airtight casket that I sold you wasn't really airtight. And it's actually filled with water at this point. And your loved one is in there floating around in water, deceased as can be. Okay? Do we steal jewelry? No. The jury will be in there floating too, or if it done came off the bones, but it gets real fucked up underground. And I'm in Las Vegas, Nevada. We barely get any rain. So if caskets are filled with water in Nevada, then imagine how much water they got in Georgia or New Orleans. I'm telling you, funerals are a waste of money. Dead is dead. And you can do a decent home going if you know what you're doing and you're not dealing with shady people for $5,000 or less, depending on how overdramatic you've been. Because people in the funeral business are taught to take advantage of your emotions with a very, very plain look on our face, something like this. Yes, ma'am, I understand. It's gonna be all right. Is that gonna be credit or cash? I did this every goddamn day. I didn't care if it was your baby or your grandmama. My job was to get paid. So understand this. When you're dealing with funeral home people, okay, it's about that money. It's about that money. It's about that money. And these people collect 30% commissions off of your emotions. I was very good at this. I didn't care who it was, who died, what. I had to get paid. It's a very cold-hearted man's hustle. You know what I'm saying? So just understand when somebody get to hollering and screaming about a funeral, tell them, don't spend all that goddamn money to put in a hole in the ground. And I'm done. You do what you want to do with that information. My family know what to do with me. Peace. All right, we're back. This is Necessary Blackness Podcast, and I'm your host, Raheem Shabazz, and we are still here with Ebony. And you just heard that story from a funeral director. Let that be a cautionary tale to each and every one of you what the funeral business is about and Proceed with caution anytime you go into any situation where there's a financial gain for another individual and they may be playing on your emotions 
Um, we're going to wrap it up. I hope everyone take it upon themselves to get their financial house in order. This is just one of many conversations. Ebony, I hope to have you back. But before we close out, leave us in some closing words of advice and also tell people how they can get in contact with you because I know this is an ongoing conversation and there's other things that people may want to ask you that you can be of assistance for them. Absolutely. Absolutely. So in closing, I mean, first of all, that was that radio clip amazing or what? You know, it was unbelievable to me to hear it out of the horse's mouth, but it was something that I, it, it was innate in me. I knew it to be true. You know, we're building false temples to dead flesh and we can't continue to do that. Not with the things that we, we work so hard to attain and leave behind for our children. So in closing, I just wanted to say, you know, thank you to Raheem Shabazz. It's my honor to be sitting here first and foremost, to be on the Necessary Blackness podcast because I listen and he gives out the most amazing information. It's always, you know, must hear radio. So I think it's important. And I'm just honored to be sitting with such a critically acclaimed documentarian filmmaker. And I'm happy to call him my friend as well, because as we all know, he's wholeheartedly dedicated to the upliftment of black people, black children in particular, and has taken painstaking time and commitment to shed light on that which plagues our people and our children. And you know what they say, if you want to produce bad fruit, poison the root. And so I think what he does for us and this, his entire series of elementary genocide, what it does is it tells us who our enemy is. It names the enemy. It shows us what his tools are and helps us to avoid the traps and pitfalls that will steal our children and steal their futures. You can all reach me at having my say radio on Facebook. You can listen to my show every Monday on Love 860 AM, so you can go old school and vintage and just turn your radio to the AM section and turn it to 860. Or those of us that exist in the digital world, you can find me on the iHeartRadio, iRadio Now, or TuneIn apps as well. Listen for our show and watch live on love860.com. We have a live webcast in the studio so you can get to see us as well as to listen. And I just want to thank you for your support, Raheem. You know, I have tons of stuff to talk about in the future. I never met a topic that I didn't like. So as long as you're willing to listen, I'm willing to share. All right. We're going to go to a quick commercial break and then I'm going to give some last closing words. Peace and Black Power family. This is Necessary Blackness podcast each and every Wednesday at 6 p.m. Necessary Blackness Podcast every Wednesday at 6 p.m. with award-winning journalist and filmmaker Raheem Shabazz. This podcast is only for those who are unapologetic because the mind of the conscious man or woman recognizes no monopoly on truth. Truth is relative and always to be sought. Hey, Atlanta, have you heard? True Laundry Detergent is now offering free shipping in the Atlanta area. Just text the word TRUE to 404-493-0523 or give us a call. That's 404-493-0523. True Detergent is four times concentrated and perfect for those HE washers. Just one ounce removes dirt, brightens fabrics, and leaves each load with a clean, fresh scent. Best of all, True contains no animal products, and it's safe for sensitive skin. Follow us on social media, True Detergent ATL. 
Get your hair cut with the latest styles today at Man Cave Barber and Beauty Salon. We're located in the city of Marietta at 903 Roswell Street. Ask for Robbie. Robbie is our general manager of our barbershop. Again, that's Man Cave Barber and Beauty Salon, 903 Roswell Street in the beautiful city of Marietta, Georgia, where you can get all the latest cuts and styles, you know, so you can be looking fresh to death. Man Cave Barber and Beauty Salon. Award-winning producer Raheem Shabazz continues the Elementary Genocide documentary series with the School to Prison Pipeline. That film exposes the social engineering done to African-American children in the school system. And his other film, Elementary Genocide 2, The Board of Education versus The Board of Incarceration, takes an even deeper look at the history of the American school system and how it was made to justify subjugating black Americans. These films are on track to be the most discussed films in black America. These films feature people like Dr. Boyce Watkins, Dr. Francis Kretz Welsing, and many, many more. The documentary is available right now at elementarygenocide.com. That's elementarygenocide.com. Peace and power, black family. As you know, we in the middle of our Indiegogo crowdfunding campaign. Our success can't happen unless we have the participation of the community. Oftentimes, we complain about our voice being muffled and not heard. This is our chance. It's imperative that we focus on our children's education and the enduring inequalities that exist in the public school system. This documentary will help this generation, a young Black activists to reclaim rage as a tool for social justice. I need my social justice warriors to step up. Please share and tag at least 10 people. And if you're in a position to contribute, contribute to our campaign. You can simply go to Indiegogo and search in the toolbox for Elementary Genocide 3. Or you can simply go to elementarygenocide.com. And you can also share this on your Facebook, on your Twitter, and on your Instagram. All throughout your social media networks. My name is Raheem Shabazz, and I'll see you next week, same time, same place. The creators of Elementary Genocide Part 1, The School to Prison Pipeline, and Part 2, The Board of Education versus The Board of Incarceration, present the third installment Academic Holocaust. Each film produced, directed, and personally funded by writer Raheem Shabazz. Hollywood Chronicles says the documentary Elementary Genocide turns a critical eye towards the dehumanizing educational environment that criminalizes black and brown youth by funneling them from schools to prisons. As the third installment to the critically acclaimed series nears completion, we're looking to our legion of supporters to help us reach the finish line by making a donation today. If you've learned anything, shared any content, or have received any value from the Elementary Genocide brand, you're going to love Elementary Genocide 3, featuring the likes of Kaba Kemi, David Banner, Shahad Razad Ali, Michael M. Hotep, and Professor James Small. To help spread this important message to the masses, visit elementarygenocide.com or search Elementary Genocide 3 on Indiegogo.com and make your contribution today. That's elementarygenocide.com or Indiegogo.com. If you're unable to donate, please share our cause with your family and friends.